Welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970 sitcom, Mash. I'm Ethan. And I'm Vanessa. Vanessa, uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, you know, doing, I say it all the time because I don't know what else to say during these intros. I'm doing pretty well, having a good time watching MASH. I enjoyed this one a lot. We're going to have a good time talking about it. Love a good uh, detective kind of story, and Mm -hmm. this kind of was. But before that, today I want to talk a little about theme songs because theme songs are, I think, the cornerstone of a good uh, television program in in our modern age they're kind of disappearing so do you have any favorite theme songs like notable ones that kind of stick in your head maybe other than the the mash instrumental <laughs> so i really loved the nanny theme song i just that one was so good and the the little animation in the beginning too was so so cute and i don't know it's just so original i loved that I think the Golden Girls as well, even though that was like a genuine song. Mm-hmm. And then to be basic, I I also really like the um though the Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah? Yeah. Some the, bare naked ladies, yes. baby. Oh my god, when I found that out, I was so thrilled because the bare naked ladies are so fun to listen to. I was like, this this tracks. I love this. Um those those are definitely my favorites. Oh, and and of course like Three's Company. That song got stuck in my head so much when I would watch that show all the time. I just I would sing that all the time. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for mentioning The Nanny. The Nanny <laughs> is one of those shows for me that I do like whenever I see it. But whenever I don't see it in my field of vision, I forget that it exists. Yeah. I do like that show. I've watched a lot of that show on Nick and Knight. Apparently that show is huge in Australia, by the way. Oh, that's like, so that, funny. That is a defining sitcom in Australian culture, <laughs> uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, and that theme song is great because it is the whole story of the show. And I love that kind of thing where it's like, here's the backstory of our show presented in every episode before it starts. Here you yeah. go. For me personally, I think one of my favorite theme songs would have to be the theme to Community. Uh, you know I love that show. I talked yeah. about that. That was my mash uh, when we were in <laughs> high school. Um, I've kind of outgrown Community a little bit as I've gotten older. But that theme song is so dark, but so cheery. It's so bizarre. If you look into the lyrics of it, it's basically a guy talking to himself, like convincing himself to commit suicide. Oh my God. And it's like this wild thing. It's so cheery and so uplifting, but also it's like hang the rope, tie it to a tree. Like it's wild and I don't know why. And it's so like weirdly fitting for that bizarre tonal uh, experience of a show that is community. I highly recommend that you look into it. Maybe I'm misinterpreting the lyrics, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's a dark theme song, and I think that's really fun for a very goofy show that community is. Yeah, just like the yeah, same thing with like Suicide is Painless for MASH. It's just like, oh, this really dark theme song and the story behind it that we covered with the it doesn't mean yeah. anything really i always like those when it's like a sitcom and it's supposed to be funny and then there's like it's really like dark tonal shift it's just like where did that come from like what the heck so yeah no i definitely feel that yeah theme songs are cool and i'm kind of sad that they're mostly going to like five second instrumentals now mm-hmm. because like everybody just skips theme songs on netflix now so they don't put effort into making like a good theme song for a comedy show now 
Yeah. Except for like Brooklyn Nine Nine as well has like this great intro because that that's just instrumental, but it's so uh, loud and energetic that like that when they do the cold opens and then cut to the theme song, the cold open becomes funnier because the juxtaposition of the sudden music. It's really good. Yeah, I do like that. Enough about uh, theme songs. Uh, we got stuff to talk about. So, Vanessa, this episode was episode 10, I Hate Mysteries. What was this one about? This one was actually called I Hate a Mystery. It was a play on oh, words. No. <laughs> so, in this episode, it's kind of like a whodunit mystery episode. So, after a rash of thefts begin happening around the camp, all signs point to Hawkeye as being the culprit. But when Hawkeye is threatened with being court martialed for having stolen goods in his possession, he devises a plan to find out who the real thief is and we find out who the real thief is at the end of course what did you think about this episode i like this one i like detective kind of things so i enjoyed hawkeye trying to figure out who did this like kind of playing detective a little bit and it was kind of a genuine mystery. Like, you didn't know. Yeah. It wasn't like Cowboy where it was, hey, here's the new guy. Do you think that the new guy for this episode is the bad guy? Like, they did kind of just leave it. Like, you can probably figure it out if you know it uh, going in, right? But they did give like a proper like all right we're setting this up we don't know who did it and it's somebody that we know mm-hmm. now let's unravel <laughs> it was pretty good what do you think of it so i really liked this one as well um this was so i, I don't know i liked how fun it was and i like that the plot kind of started right away there wasn't really a preamble into oh, what's this plot going to be? It just kind of started like right outright with Frank having his picture frame stolen. I don't know, like then it just kind of tumbled from there into, you know, oh, more people have their stuff stolen and this and that and the other thing. And I don't know, I just, I really liked how it just started out running. I, I don't know, I just really liked yeah. that. Uh, no, it was funny because this opened with uh, the guys playing poker, right? Mm-hmm. Frank comes in and he realizes that this like silver frame that he had a picture of his mother in, which like he apparently loves his mom and no shame to people (laughs) who do love their mom. Like it's fine. But it is like, of course, Frank Burns is like a mama's boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of strange, though, like he didn't have a picture of his wife up in the silver frame, he had a picture I always of his forget mom, that he but, is married. You know. Yeah, I know. He's a cheating little man. Yeah, it's so funny too. It's so like hypocritically funny that in the beginning, Frank's reading this Bible, and it's just like, okay, dude, yeah, sure. And uh, Larry Linville's delivery of when the frame is stolen, and he goes to like Hawkeye and Trapper and the whole gang playing poker, like you know, five feet away. He's like, come on, you, you, you guys. Like he tried to think of an insult, but like you little, you guys, it was so funny. And I wish that I was a better vocal performer so I could like deliver the way that he delivered it. Just his genuine, like, I want to say something, but I cannot think of it. It (laughs) felt very natural. Like, I don't know if he flubbed the line or whatever, but it worked. I loved his little performance in that line. We might hate Frank Burns, but Larry Linville, Larry Linville's good. Yeah, we love Larry Linville. So after Frank realizes that his picture frame is stolen, he goes to Margaret, of course, because like, who else is he going to go to? That's his only friend in the camp. And and this is this is kind of an aside from the plot. But so she's doing her skin 
skincare routine. And he comes in and he's like, you look awful. (laughs) That was so mean. And so right before that, though, Hawkeye and Trapper, they were like kind of making sexual comments about margaret and they called her hot lips and he was like you know her name's margaret i was like yeah frank that's right call her margaret and then he's like you look awful oh, <laughs> that was so mean but that joke always... with her having the face max on was so 70s joke to yes, me yes that was exactly pure, like hey isn't it weird women wear makeup sometimes Whoa. <laughs> i was i noted down in my notes to the episode like that's such an old school i guess it's like a little bit like kind of sexist but even so it's it's so funny this type of joke that's like oh you can't look anything but perfect in front of your guy and then like fast forward to the 21st century there's all these memes about you know guys and their girlfriends doing skincare routines together and i don't know i just think that that's so funny like i don't it just struck me as like the funny like such a funny old joke yeah exactly yeah where it's like here's our beautiful woman but if you see her past sundown she's got like this crazy face mask (laughs) on like oh no it takes work to look nice who would have (laughs) thought exactly so then after frank goes into margaret's tent and tells her that she looks bad um he says to her you know what happened um and then she finds out that her brushes that her father gave her are gone so she's all upset So that's when you get the sense that, okay, this is definitely going to be the plot of the episode that things are going to go missing. This can't be just a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to like everybody around camp. It cuts to Henry, uh, who's like with Leslie again. And was like, hey, it's Leslie. Just (laughs) found out your name last week. And here you are again. Nice continuity, baby. (laughs) But it cuts to uh, Henry and Leslie. Henry's giving Leslie like a gift, uh, which again, he is a married man. It is I know it works for the show, but when you think about it, you're like, oh man, these poor people cheating on their significant others, like it's no big deal. Uh, but anyway, he tries to give Leslie a gift and it's stolen out from under him. And it's like, what? Uh, then we go to maybe some other stuff happens, but uh, the one that I like remember and stuck out to me was that Hawkeye is like lying down and Ho-Chan's like making him like a martini with their still. And... Hawkeye is like going through like ah here we have the the serenade of making a martini and he goes through all these these like musical instruments as martini ingredients and the final one is like ah now the charm of a swizzle stick and there's nothing and he's like charm of a swizzle stick who took my swizzle stick (laughs) swizzle stick is such a funny word (laughs) i know i loved that i thought that was so funny too that line when hawkeye is kind of narrating the sounds of gin being made i just loved that it was so classic mash for me i just uh and then hojan is like it's not here i don't know what to do with it (laughs) i uh i actually noted down uh, and we'll say this like all the time, but I thought Alan Alda's performance in this one was so good. Alan Alda continues to be a legend. Like mm-hmm. I love him as Hawkeye. I want to check him out in other things. I want to see some of the movies he's done because I just I want to see his range because he's so good in the sitcom role that I know this man has more to him. You know, watch him in ER. He was absolutely amazing in that role. He was also in and the band played on, which is one of my favorite just favorite pieces of media and at all and he was amazing in that role as well so 
I would definitely check him out in other things and serious things. He's really, really good. Yeah. So after it becomes apparent that there's been a rash of thefts and it's not just like a one-off kind of thing, Henry calls a meeting in the mess tent and gives the thief an opportunity to kind of like give everything back and whatnot. They turn the lights off and they're like, okay, you can, you have 30 seconds to give all the stuff back and then when they turn the lights on of course more stuff is stolen and i just thought that was so funny like such a sitcom when kind of the moment lights were off they made jokes about like everybody touching each other and like yeah. poking and like just kind of being weird and it was funny but i was like are these guys children like they <laughs> the, the lights are off for 10 seconds and somebody's like trapper stop touching me and it's like <laughs> no i'm not touching you i'm over here it's like <laughs> these these guys just cannot control themselves in any way can they i know it's just like okay guys it's 10 seconds <laughs> like be an adult for 10 seconds <laughs> it's funny um so after that though when more stuff is stolen henry says okay like that's enough i have to go through the entire camp with radar and i'm not gonna leave anything unturned of course, shenanigans ensue. There's a great shot of Henry checking the shower head because as it's if stolen goods are going to be in joke. the shower head. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, he gets sprayed with the shower water and stuff. It's funny. And then he checks Radar's bunk. And this is right. the first time we see Radar's teddy bear. And it's so cute. I was so... I it was literally the screamed. First I was like, there it is! <laughs> because that's in i know that our listeners who are just on apple Podcasts or spotify or whatever like can't see it but in our podcast start my uh character is holding that teddy bear and i was mm -hmm. like there he is <laughs> so uh yeah i was very excited to see him radar was so embarrassed he it was, was like so oh cute. man secretly have a teddy bear and that teddy bear becomes like a thing for him mm -hmm. so it was so nice to, that was like when we saw clinger for the first time i was yeah. like clinger! uh it was the teddy bear is literally like a character it, yeah. he's like a character in the show i love it he's a lad <laughs> then of course henry gets to hawkeye and trapper's tent this scene coming up, the the scene when Henry gets soot all over his face. So he goes to Trapper. He's like, what's in here? And it's, I guess it's like the furnace, whatever Just it like is. like a pipe. Yeah. And he's like, what's in here? And Trapper's like, soot. That's it. So Henry's like, yeah, I'll be the judge of that. And he gets soot all over his face. So you see then Trapper and Hawkeye just laughing Lose hysterically. <laughs> like so Hawkeye funny. has this crazy Joker laugh for like oh my God. so long. And it's not just like a quick thing. They laugh for like the remainder of that scene. It's <laughs> and you so can tell long. You could tell it was so genuine, too. It was so funny. Like, Alan Alda was seriously going out of his mind in, with this laugh. Wild. It was so funny. This is honestly one of my favorite MASH scenes. When I think of this show, I think of this scene a lot. And I would like to say this is also my mom's favorite scene. Um, because Alan Alda's deliverance of that laugh is so it's funny. It's so and then he good. Continues... Like, that made me be like, Alan Alda <laughs> should play the Joker for a minute. <laughs> just to hear that laugh. What's so funny is that then he just... <laughs> he continues to laugh through his like the delivery of his lines and it's so funny and it just plays i don't i assume that it was a genuine laugh and it just 
continues to feel so genuine that it was just such a funny moment. I mean, Henry has this ridiculous like amount of just caked on like black powder. You're gonna look at that and laugh. It was a great it. moment, and I love I that love it, it went on so long. <laughs> it was good. But things take a turn for the worst as our boys are like, oh, it's a waste of time. Don't worry about it. like you're you're completely like screwing it up, Henry. Hawkeye opens his uh his like chest. I, I don't his know what to locker. describe it as. Okay. Uh he opens that up and it's just all the stolen goods and he just immediately shuts it. Would anybody like a drink? <laughs> yeah, that was so funny because you're not, at least for me, you're not really expecting it i don't i would say he had his swizzle stick stolen he he was a victim as well exactly exactly so you're not really expecting it and of course the audience knowing hawkeye like oh yeah he would never do that but honestly i was kind of surprised that after it was revealed revealed quote unquote that hawkeye was the thief um everyone kind of just believed it everyone was like oh hawkeye yeah. i can't believe you everybody and i was so surprised at that like even trapper was just like oh my god he wasn't talking to him he was mad at him i was like really it was it was like he was being persecuted for a crime he didn't commit uh because after that you know frank and margaret immediately are like all right we're gonna court martial him yeah. on the slightest bit of evidence and they're like what <laughs> like hawkeye and even henry are like hang on wait let's wait just a second here mm-hmm. um but then after that i guess henry assigns radar to like track uh hawkeye and just like make sure that he's not stealing anything and just this whole bit with just radar always being there always being in the bushes was pretty good too um and even the intercom guy when they when they're <laughs> like all right tonight's movie is gonna be way miserable or way miserable like he can't say the title and it's like way miserables about a guy who stole something and is persecuted for it and has a very bad time kind of reminds us of our friend here eh and it's like that's your takeaway for lay miserables that the guy who stole was in the wrong <laughs> yeah i loved all the all the stealing jokes all the all the theft jokes that came on over the intercom that was really funny i love the intercom humor that's used in this show it's just if you hear the lines from the intercom it's just, it's just too funny that it's guy great such a funny voice because it's so like hello friends like it's just a little like it just sounds like a little guy over the over the microphone it's not an authoritative voice either it's just a simple like guy talking and i find that so funny i know i love that So for me, I guess like what kind of made me realize, okay, I guess I understand why people are mad at Hawkeye was when he had the encounter with Barbara, the nurse, he was trying to get her to um, go on a date with him, essentially. And he, (laughs) she's like, oh, well, I think you did it. And I was so, again, I was so surprised, but then she said, you know, you're cynical and selfish and outside of the OR, you really don't care about anybody but yourself. And... I guess everyone thought that it was, you know, Hawkeye's this prankster, so he wants to get one over on everybody else, and then I guess they think that he just took it too far? I don't know. I just, I, it, it was so just surprised. 
especially just for for Trapper kind of believing yeah. that too. That was the line that I think was like maybe a little out of character. But everyone else being like, ah, Hawkeye, of course he did it. Stealing stuff and like hiding it away could be like a prank or whatever. So it does kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. But again, like it did kind of make you feel bad. Yeah, but also it made me gave, feel sad. Gave Hawkeye <laughs> the motivation to be like, all right, who actually did it? Yeah, I was gonna say. Then after that, though, he's just like, all right, I'm done with this. And he, I thought it was funny, you know, when Radar was assigned to follow him, he he hid in the bushes and he was yelling at Radar as the bush. And somebody walks by, and he's like, oh, you can't even yell at your own bush nowadays. You can't even yell at your own shrub anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, this is a good episode. We every episode, I mean, most episodes we've talked about so far is just kind of us gushing over it. But I think this was like a real, just fun episode that we had a good time with. If anything, though, I feel like this was more of a classic episode than Cowboy, but that's hey. just me personally. But so then. I know that you really liked this part when Hawkeye called everybody to the mess tent, all basically the main characters, to the mess tent and was playing detective and kind of going around the room saying why each of them would have wanted to frame him. I thought that was so genuinely mm-hmm. fun. I'm just a sucker for that moment. I love I love these like sleuthy kind of things. I love the movie Clue. I love the movie Knives Out. I mean, that's like more of a... Both of those are kind of parodies of detective things, but I just love the very simple like, all right, get everybody in a room. It's usually a library but in this case it was like the mess tent or something (laughs) uh and it's just like all right here's everybody's motivations and they all kind of track until i say one thing that's like wait a second you are the one Mm -hmm. uh i just love it and i actually i thought that uh hawkeye's actual plan to get these uh, to find the culprit was pretty clever because before this he goes to Henry and like mingles with the intercom to like make sure that what their conversation is being heard or broadcasted mm-hmm. and he's like come on give me give me an hour with the stuff I'm gonna find the fingerprint off of it we're gonna find the guy and this is broadcasted to everybody yeah to put the thief on notice that he's going to be found yeah, out essentially yeah later that night the stuff is just gone and hawkeye is like all right i got him uh <laughs> so they do this uh a library scene for a, a lack of a better description where he goes on everybody and he's like i coded it with the special material i did not mark down what the phrase was because it was like a fake scientific word for like a chemical yeah, it was like a fake chemical that he said that he that would make everyone's fingers blue or whoever took the stuff, it would turn their fingers blue. And it, that part was funny, too, because he was like, I code it with hydromonoxicillin. <laughs> and even Trapper's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all doctors. So reasonably, they would know what this material is because they probably <laughs> used it before. And then, you know, he's like, whoever took the stuff, it'll make their hands dyed blue. And, you know, our, our boy Hojon, which I don't know if we've mentioned him in this uh, this discussion so far, but he uh, he checks his nails 
and you know it's over for him yeah so when hawkeye says it'll turn the culprit's fingers blue hojan immediately like puts his hands under him and then i noted down it was really sad because hawkeye's face was just so sad and disappointed when it was kind of revealed yeah. that it was hojan then hawkeye walked over to hojan and hojan was like no no see my fingers aren't blue and hawkeye says yeah because i was bluffing it was never gonna turn your fingers blue that was kind of the point of saying oh it's gonna turn your fingers blue to see who hid their hands and hojan did and it was so it was so sad everyone looked so sad too that that's, I think, what makes this episode really good for me, mm -hmm. is that this was a very goofy, fun episode, but it also, like, in the last, I guess, act, you would say, had this kind of genuine, real emotional moment. It wasn't too much or anything, but they did play at emotion and i thought that worked really well hawkeye wasn't mad he wasn't anything he was just like why did you do it and it was just so so kind of genuine that i wasn't expecting it yeah and the reason that he did it was just so sweet too because he wanted to bribe uh the border patrol for the north koreans to allow his mom and his sister to come down to you know, South Korea, where it was safer, I guess. And he goes, well, I didn't think that you guys would miss that stuff because you're all so rich. And I thought that was so, so sweet because obviously they don't consider themselves rich and being in the army isn't this like, you don't get a really big salary. So of course, they all seemed really rich to Hojan, who probably grew up in poverty and then, you know, is in this war-torn country. And I just, I thought and it was so sad. in the beginning of the episode, they were playing poker for like $310. Mm -hmm. So like, even that was set up where like $310, good chunk of change. Yeah. And I imagine to, to Hojan, that's a lot of money. That was just a good bit of like foreshadowing to where it's like you get why he he thought they were rich they took the time to like set that up in a very subtle way mm -hmm. yeah and so at the end too everyone just you know just kind of feels bad and they're like oh okay hojan you can keep this stuff to have this money to bring your your mom and sister down and to me this was like MASH is sometimes criticized for kind of being devoid of like Korean people, essentially, and that the fact that it takes place in Korea and they don't mention Korean people that much. Um, but I to me, this was a reminder that to the audience that, yeah, it sucks being on the base and whatnot or the unit. And, but it's not just the Americans that are involved and like, you know, the people whose country it actually is, they're they're affected by this, too. So I just thought this yeah. genuinely like really kind moment was so sad and so sweet at the end too yeah i i like that they weren't angry at hojon mm -hmm. at all they were just like why like he is their their friend he's a part of their their little family um they didn't like immediately make him like oh of course the 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 foreigner took it yeah he's just a genuine guy and they genuinely like him they want to take care of him and they're like hey you could have told us we would have helped you out out. and he's just like well i did i didn't think he wanted to be dishonest with the the border patrol or you know yeah, whatever he was like they said to him why didn't you just ask for the money you know we would have given it to you and he says well i didn't think that you'd want me to be bribing the border patrol because by bribery is dishonest i was like oh my god hojan i love you yeah it was really sweet when's that boy going to college <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah, and then, so it kind of resolves from there, and it kind of turns into a funny moment when he says, like, oh, I need 
he it kind of revealed that he was taking Hawkeye's uh his poker money. Poker winnings. Yeah. <laughs> so then it it goes back to being uh you know just like a funny moment and stuff like that because he need he says oh well I need to bring my baby brother down and my uncle and the, and all his extended family too which again I'm sure like I'm sure is genuine like you don't want your family being in north korea because <laughs> you know they've basically totally forgiven him for this they're mm-hmm. like all right you can take our stuff and even frank like who you know was so like my mother's silver frame uh when they say like you can just take our stuff he didn't protest that at all yeah like when margaret was like you can take my brushes i have other ones mm-hmm. frank wasn't like no please i need to keep my silver frame he just didn't say anything yeah so you know Fra- frank does does have a good heart sometimes sometimes we can't like him that much but in this scene we can we can give him a pass for not being a jerk <laughs> you know they've they've forgiven hojon and they're just like all right well we're we're done here he's listing off all his family members and they're like oh it's just gonna be infinite let's just walk away <laughs> yeah i like that that was cute that was essentially the end of the episode too yeah i don't really have that much trivia for this episode because you know not 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 too much but i will note that this is the first appearance of Radar Steady Bear, which we have already discussed, but also continuity error in this episode with Hojon, actually, because so in the first episode when they're sending Hojon to college and he it's revealed that he got into college, Hojon goes, oh, good, I have to go tell my folks. And then all of a sudden his mom's up in North Korea. Like, where did he run to then? In my mind, that means that his dad is down there with him or something because I don't like to, I don't like continuity errors. That's one thing that bothers me about sitcoms is that continuity errors like are just all the time. Rampant. Yes. Because it's all about like what's best for the episode, yes. not what's best for the overall plot, especially in something this old mm-hmm. where they did not expect you to watch every episode every <laughs> week. No, uh, I have a bit of trivia actually. Oh, okay. So when Hawkeye's playing detective, Trapper throws out a reference to The Thin Man, which is this 1938 movie. And it's very famous for, it's a mystery movie, but it's also one of the first movies to have improv. And uh, apparently how this was directed was that in order to get natural performances out of the actors, the director just filmed them uh, when they thought they weren't on camera. Oh, wow. Like they were in character, like, on doing the scenes but they didn't think the cameras were rolling so it got these really natural like kind of fun performances and it's one of those movies that is it's nearly 100 years old now but it's still considered to be a very modern feeling kind of movie because of the way that the uh just the way it is performed and i just wanted to mention that because it was a reference that i got uh and i imagine that like that kind of natural performance kind of influenced how MASH may- maybe works. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's my bit of trivia that Trapper referenced the movie and I understood that reference. <laughs> so I'm telling you all about that reference now. That's really cool. I, I was going to look it up, but I just didn't hear what he said. I definitely didn't get that reference. But I, now I want to go watch that movie because I'm really genuinely yeah, curious. Yeah, it's really good. That's awesome. Because it's so old, you can just find it online uh, for free. Yeah. Uh, it's on like the archive.org or something, and you can just watch it, and it's totally like legal. You can watch it, whatever. I've heard so much about it being a movie dork uh, that people are like, this is 
if you want to watch old things and not have it feel old, watch The Thin Man. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's really cool. I should definitely, definitely check it out. So Vanessa, do you have any final thoughts on this episode before we start to, uh, you know, wrap up? Yeah, I just, I just really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, just, it just felt so, so mashed to me. You know what I mean? It felt like a, it felt like sitcom-y, but it also made sense that it was for mash. I also really liked you. You don't get him a lot in the early episodes, but um, Father Mulcahy was in this episode, and I yes. just I love him so much. He's so so sweet, and he <laughs> he was trying to you know lead Hawkeye on a on the right path because he believed also that he stole the <laughs> the items, and he tried to like hand him the Bible, and it turned out to be a dictionary. And I just I don't know. I just love Father Mulcahy like, so I'm much. Sure he had a Bible around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like you'd think you're a priest. No, that was so fun. I like that bit a lot, too. Um, I'm excited to see more of that character because oh, I know so that uh, he becomes more of a major player later on. Um, and I think that having a priest in the unit is a pretty interesting character. So I just want to see how everything works out. Every time I watch the show, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for it to get like good <laughs> not that it's not good now but i want to see them just be in a groove you know yeah definitely yeah father mulcahy is truly one of my one of my favorite characters love that i really like this one as well i think you can just tell by the way i've been discussing it i just had a good time watching this yeah. one and uh just good vibes you know <laughs> <laughs> just good vibes in general loved this episode so everybody just to wrap up We'd like to give thanks to Melissa, Vanessa's sister, for awesome cover art. Thank you very much. Jacob Friar-Balco for being our technical consultant. You can check out his show, This Might Be a Radio Show, on Mixcloud. Links to our music and social media are in the description. And lastly, we'd like to thank you, our listeners. Just a quick heads up before we go. Mash Mouth will be going on a short hiatus from December to January. This will give us a bit more time to work on the show, other projects, and enjoy the holidays. Don't worry, we'll be back promptly on January 14th, 2022. And in the meantime, we'll be doing a bonus episode discussing our favorite holiday specials from our favorite TV shows coming out on Christmas Eve. Thank you for listening. We truly appreciate you and we cannot wait to be back early next year. Until then, goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye everyone. Bye everyone.